Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Chapter 19, The Secret Series by Sudana Miss Bosch. Book number two. If you're reading this, it's too late. Late. L-A-T-E. We're in chapter 19 and we're on page 177. Chapter 19. No secrets in this house. You knew all about Cass's morning routine, but she had a nightmare, a nighttime routine as well. I'm afraid she might not have liked telling you about this ritual because it didn't necessarily match the tough image she liked to protect or project. It was not part of her survival training. It was more, well, daughterly. Every night when Cass was ready for bed, her mother would knock on the door. She always knocked before entering. It was a rule. And then she would peek inside Cass's room. Please, can I tuck you in tonight? Her mother would ask. Just one more time. I won't be able to sleep otherwise. Oh, that's her mom. Can I tuck you into bed tonight? Just one more time. I won't be able to sleep otherwise. Because her mom, like, wants her to be a little kid again. Cass would groan, you're such a baby. Do you have to? And then she would let her mother tuck her in anyways. Both, they both knew that Cass liked to be tucked in as much as her mother liked tucking her in. But for the fu- it was more fun to think that Cass was grown up and her mother as the child. At least that's how their ritual until at least that is how their ritual had been until Cass was grounded for the last few nights Cass had gone to bed on her own tonight though having painstakingly reconstructed her sock monster but not yet having fully reconstructed her courage she knocked on her mother's door mom will you um tuck me in her mother smiled as if she'd been paid the best compliment of her life of course, sweetie, she said. You know how much I've been missing that. Later, Cass's mother was giving her a last smothering goodnight kiss, and the phone rang. Once, ring, once. Must have been a wrong number, said Cass's mother, standing standing to go. Cass nodded, not thinking about it. Then the phone rang twice. The signal! For a second, Cass, Cass's eyes flared with excitement, which she squished Oh, squashed just as quickly. What? What? Her mother asked from the doorway. Do you know what that was? No, nothing. Cass? It's probably just the wrong number, like you said. Cass, you're not a grown-up yet. You don't get secrets. You don't get secret calls from people that I don't know. Fine, it was Max Ernest. It means I'm supposed to call him, but I don't feel like it. I'll just talk to him tomorrow. There, are you satisfied? Her mother nodded. Thank you. You know I don't like having secrets in this house. Cass snorted. Whatever. Her mom said, was that a snort? Oops, she had blown, now she'd blown it. What? Whatever snort, whatever, whatever snort, what? What did she say? Whatever snort, what? What are you talking about? Don't whatever snort me. I didn't. You didn't? Just say whatever you're going to say. You don't want me to say it. You don't want me to talk about it. Now you better say it. Fine. Whatever you, what? whatever you don't even tell me who my dad is there it was in a movie that would be a big moment there would be a crescendo of a a score or or on the television 
a way to cut to, for an adver to an advertisement for diapers or motor oil or hammocks. However, in a plain old commercial, free conversation and awkward silence that had been followed by another awkward silence. Her mother stared at her in surprise. Cass, where did that come from? You, you haven't asked about that in years. Never mind, said Cass, regretting her words immediately. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. It's none of my business. Of course it's your business, said her mother, walking back to Cass's bedside. I just wasn't expecting the question, that's all. Well, I was expecting it, just not... She trailed off. There was a silence for a moment, and mother and daughter waiting for the other to speak. Cass didn't remember ever experiencing a more uncomfortable moment with her mother. Sure, they'd had screaming fights, even throwing things. A remote control, and a bow, a lasagna. Oh, jeez, that's messy. But somehow, this was worse. Anyway, Cass said, desperately wanting the moment to be over. Whoever he is, is not really my father. I mean, he didn't raise me, so it doesn't really matter. Her mother looked searchingly. Are you sure, Cass? Is that how you really feel? Cass nodded vigorously. She knew that she would kick herself for not pushing her mother to say more, but right now, for some reason, for a hundred reasons, it was the last thing that she wanted. Good, said her mother, giving Cass a quick hug. You and me, we're what matters, right? She left the room, but not without shouting, I love you, one more time. At that exact mid at exactly midnight, Cass found Max Ernest waiting in her Barbie graveyard, hands in his pocket. He was bouncing up and down to ward off the chill. Before she could say anything, he started talking in long chain of words, connecting one thought to the next without stopping, almost like his old self. His breath made puffs of air as he spoke, because it was so cold. I didn't read any of it because I didn't want, I didn't think it would be fair to read it without you. And anyway, I wasn't sure whether I should read it all. Maybe I should just give it to you, right? I mean, if we're not collaborators anymore, I mean, am I? And does that mean I'm not part of the Turkish society either? But, oh, your foot keeps touching this, babe. But the package came to me and it was addressed to Max Ernest the Magnificent. How about that? And I've got a new trick. Actually, a couple. Well, I can only do one pretty well right now. But anyways, my name was on the note, so maybe I should read it, you know. Maybe, so maybe I should read it, you know, if you want. It was a good three minutes before Cass could get in a word. Finally, she had to grab him by his shoulders. Max Ernest, listen to me. Of course you should read it, and of course you're still my collaborator, and of course you're still in the Turkish society. You're just being crazy, all because of Yogi's, all because Yogi's could tell Yogi. Those, Yo -Yogi. Oh, Yo-Yogi. So, oh my gosh. Yo-Yoji could tell those notes for us, which is totally ridiculous. Anyways, I hardly even know him, and I have a million things to tell you. Max Ernest looked at her in silence for a moment, taking this in. Okay, what? She told him about the break-in at her grandfather's store and the broken-up sock monster on her bed. That wasn't a million things. That was two. Max Ernest! Okay, well, I guess you meant that we better find a homunculus fast before they come back. Maybe he will tell us how tell us how in here. Maybe it will tell us how in here. He held up the coiled pages of the sound prison file. I mean, if the homunculus even exists, which I doubt, you think, I'll, you think it'll say why the sound prison belongs to me, you know, like Pietro? Max Ernest's eyes widened. I don't know. Let's see. Together, they sat down on the ground and leaned back against the remains of an old doghouse. As Max Ernest held the flashlight for her, Cass began to read from the file. Although they were shiv shivering, they didn't seem to notice the cold. 
Sometimes just having a friend to keep you company can make your freezing night seem, well, a little less freezing. All right, we're doing one more. One more? Yeah!